I'm innocent. Don't let them kill me, man. Ben had awakened in a cold sweat that night, frightened and shaking. But he had never been able to make the nightmares go away. The young couple arrived at the real estate office, then drove them to the house on Auburn in his Mazda. We don't have much money to put down, Mr. Gonzalez said. Just what our parents have loaned us. Mrs. Gonzalez was expecting a baby, but she was still working part-time. We don't expect a big fancy house or anything like that, she said. It's okay if it's a fixer-upper. Hector is a painter and a mason, and I'm good at sewing curtains and things. We can make a very plain little house look real nice. Well, this is a nice starter house, Ben said, easily switching into his friendly real estate agent mode. It's been rented for a year or so, and it's not in great shape. You'll see. The place is vacant now, and it really needs some tender, loving care. Ben was embarrassed when they pulled up to the small frame house with the weed-choked front lawn. The place looked awful. He figured the young couple wouldn't even bother to get out of the car, but they both jumped out and hurried to the front door. It's really cute, Mrs. Gonzalez said once they were inside. If this kitchen got a good cleaning and some fresh paint, it would be perfect. Ben followed them through the rooms, his mind wandering. His brother Roy had a girlfriend at the time the murder was committed. She was a pretty girl named Noreen. Ben liked Noreen. He had even hoped that Noreen would be the one who could finally turn Roy around and get him back on the right path. Noreen testified at the trial that Roy was with her when the shooting took place, but then she admitted that she was drunk that night. In fact, she claimed that she and Roy were both drunk. When she got all her facts mixed up, the jury discounted everything she said. Noreen left the stand sobbing, and she never came back. The voices of the excited young couple discussing the house were like a distant hum in Ben's brain. Again, his thoughts had turned to his brother sitting in that cell on death row, waiting for time to run out. Roy's execution probably wouldn't happen for several more years. It seemed like there were always more appeals to exhaust. But eventually, it would happen. Ben couldn't imagine what it must be like to look ahead to your own execution. We want to make a deposit, Mr. Gonzalez said. Ben snapped out of his daze. By the time they left his office an hour later, the deal was done. In all the excitement, Ben had forgotten about his brother's problems. He was thrilled to be basking in the praise of his boss. Now Ben could think of nothing but calling his girlfriend Carrie so they could get together for a little celebration. But when Ben got home, it all crashed on him again. He hadn't called his parents for a few days, and every time he did call, the conversation was mostly about Roy. It was always so depressing that Ben dreaded calling them. But now he called. He had to, especially for his mom's sake. His parents had lost their youngest son. The only son they had left, Ben, owed it to them to be a stand-up guy, and he tried. Hi, Mom. How's it going? he asked. Hello, Ben. I'm okay. I went to church today and lit a candle for Roy. Maybe I'm the only person in the world still praying for him, but I'll never stop, Mom said in her sad, martyr's voice. Ben closed his eyes and remembered the parents of the murdered liquor store clerk. They had come to the trial every day. They'd looked at Roy Stevens with pure hatred in their eyes. 
At the penalty phase of the trial, both parents had taken the stand and sobbed out their grief and bitterness. They'd demanded Roy's life in payment for the loss of their only son. The jury was moved by their grief. It had taken them only four hours to recommend the death penalty. Yeah, Mom, Ben said. Well, keep on praying. You always did your best for Roy. Dad, too. I don't know, Ben, she said sadly. Maybe we didn't. I keep wondering about it. Your father always said I was too easy on Roy. He says I spoiled him, and that's why he went bad. But God knows I never meant to hurt that boy. But how can a mother turn her back on her child, no matter what, Mom said. Dad wasn't out there lighting candles for Roy. Ben was sure of that. Dad was angry and bitter. He said that he'd never forgive Roy for bringing such shame on the family, especially his mother.